Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and today we are going to talk about the Challenge Rider Dies, episode 11. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Vermontian Zoe Tromboli. Hi, everyone. The Southern Luke Muncie. What's up, everybody? Episode 11. It was an enjoyable episode. It was, I think, very low-key. There, I, I don't really have any problems, like major problems with the episode. It's more problems I have with the series. But as, as a whole, it was just an enjoyable 90 minutes. Loved it. <laughs> Best episode we've seen in a long time. No, I agree. It wasn't a bad episode. Uh, and one good positive came from, and I'll just say it now because it, it's going to tie into the rest of this. I could make sense of the team twist. We got to see firsthand how valuable it is to keep your ride or die alive on the other side. Okay, we'll talk about that more at the end, I'm sure. Uh, and it makes for an interesting game because like having friends doesn't really matter if you like don't have your ride or die on the other side because you're the easy vote to go in. And it was cool to see like the deliberations and just like the kind of shutting people out. So that that kind of solidified in my head. Okay, this has a point aside from just shock factor. Uh, it might not be like the strongest point, but it's it, it made more sense to me. All it takes is trivia to put me in a good mood. <laughs> so I'm pretty fickle in that way. But I liked that we got to see some people's true colors come out with this team twist. Um, and I think people re- actually having to recognize their place in the hierarchy on the show, which I don't know how they didn't know before the team twist, but now they seem to. Yeah. And I do think there is a factor of they're like two very completely different games where like Nelson and Reese, I actually think they were in a very good spot as a pair when people had to nominate four teams um, because they weren't really anyone's top target and they weren't really anyone's like they weren't really the bottom team either. But once they were on their own as individuals, that's where they got exposed. And I do think like they were a team that was screwed over by it. And then you have someone like Casey, who I think her number was about to get called pretty soon because of her brother but now that she's not attached to him she's one of the strongest players like in the game and everyone likes her so why would she ever go in yeah yeah when you said luke that it doesn't matter if you have friends i was like unless you're casey and nani because now you're in a really good position literally nani has casey and johnny on one team and on her side she has the person that johnny's like hooking up with, like she's protected from so many different angles. It's actually insane. Tori uh, and Elsa are protecting her. Jordan would protect her. Like she is insulated. Mm-hmm. Some of these people are just stronger as individuals because of, you know, all those connections. Whereas when they were paired, just the games were different or they were just seen as stronger together as well. I will say my, my big problem with the, with the episodes, not even with the episodes, with the season is that after last week, we find out the twist with Kenny where there's potentially like a redemption house at play. And that kind of just sucks my energy like out of eliminations because I know there's another redemption house type thing. And it kind of lessens the factor of seeing someone lose, just to, just to me personally. I'm curious to see how it's going to shake out, though, because it basically is all riding on their ride or die staying in the game is what it sounds like. So... I think Nelson is low on the totem pole right now. And I don't, if that other team loses, if the 500 pound team bus team loses, then (laughs) any of those girls could be vulnerable because somebody's got to go in. 
Here's what I liked about it. And this could change next week. We didn't get any clips of like Kenny moseying around like a redemption house being like, what should I do? Because that would bore the life out of everybody. We might get that next week when there's more people there. I'm kind of getting the vibe that we're not. And I'm okay with that. I think it's going to be really cool. Like the grand reveal of like, here's your router. They're still here because the people in the house have no clue. We saw Nani consoling Casey being like, he'll be there when we get home. Like you gave him a great opportunity. It's little things like that that definitely keep me tied into the series or the season, I should say, because there is going to be that grand reveal. And I like to see the shock and see like how that plays out. And it makes me excited. All right. So let's talk about this episode, Ride or Die's episode 11. What do you guys want to talk about first? Let's just talk about anything. I liked the daily. I think that's a good place to start just because that kind of kickstarts people's strengths, weaknesses, uh, and it was fun. Now, people were complaining from the – it was trivia, in case you didn't watch the episode, and they were on a wheel that spun, and if it landed on you, you had to answer a question, first team to five, one. Uh, and a lot of the questions dealt with like famous rider dives, or, like questions about the person's rider die on the other team, which I thought was cool. Like I like straight up trivia, but it tied into the season. It, it gave some weight to the name Rider Dies. A lot of idiots are on the show. <laughs> and I, I felt like that was like common knowledge. But like the one that stood out most to me, this famous biblical duo lived in the Garden of Eden. How can you not know that's Adam and Eve? Fess even said, I'm not Christian. And duh. Yeah, I think that just shows people's lack of literacy maybe like i think she heard garden of eden and she blacked out yeah i honestly think that's what happened she's like i don't know what that is i think like i don't know i i I can't say anything honestly worse than that for me was famous sister tennis stars from compton i was like what the fuck where am i right now chauncey and amber not a lot of brains between the two of them huh i'm shocked um and then when Chauncey's like, I'm from Boston, how would I know that? People internationally know that. Like, they're kind of a big deal. They're two of the most famous athletes ever. Ever. Period. The end. It was unbelievable. Um, one of the more unbelievable things as well is that Nelson got two questions right. And one of them, I was actually shocked. He knew, I like, obviously, it's a very easy question for most people. But considering the misses everyone was having... I'm surprised he knew who Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen was. I'm surprised that Nelson was a big Full House fan. Kind of makes sense. I don't know. Um, couple things about that. One, <laughs> one, I think the bar is in hell. Okay, I am Fair. not willing to celebrate Nelson knowing who Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen are. I'm just not willing to celebrate that. I think my, I've had this shift in my perspective because Alan has said on here the past few episodes, like. People don't like Nelson because he's like this brainy, schematic, just brilliant man. He has an entertainment factor that's like the bars in hell. But like his pure joy of getting those very base level questions that a second grader could get right it was fun to me. It was cool to see Narice happy for him. Uh, I, I need to start taking a journal of all the like colloquialisms he tries to say in his confessionals that don't come out the right way. They're just funny to me. Uh, and they're not like overused, like needy greedy now, like because he said that a few times this season. I can handle it. It was fun to see Narice be proud, but I'm going to shift to Narice. I was really thinking they were setting her up at the edit with her being like, I do trivia all the time. Like I'm a smart girl. She did really well. 
And again, the trivia wasn't too hard, but like, you know, she's a smart girl, just com- at least compared to the rest of the cast that she knew what moniker meant. Mm-hmm. That word alone would have eliminated 50% of those contestants right off the bat. Absolutely. They would have no idea. What's, and like, we'll talk about it. Like Nerese, the episode ends. She loses the elimination. Uh, they have the edit at the beginning. Of, we talk about it all the time. When when someone gets confessionals at the beginning of an episode, it's for it's like it's telling us that they're going to get eliminated because like they're finally being showcased. With Narice, it's one yeah, or the other. <laughs> yeah, with Narice, she's been such a big part of this season that I wasn't even on that set at all because I'm just like, oh, that's Narice. She gets a lot of confessionals every week. She just has a star presence to her, and that shows like. That's like the best thing that I could happen to you, where I where I have no clue you're going to be eliminated because I'm just used to having you on my screen. Narice yeah. the stars of the season. I would agree, and I know a lot of people like if you're active on like Stan Challenge Twitter, don't really like her, Narice. I feel like it might just be jealousy because I'm like all in on her, and like Alan just said, she lost. But in their deliberations about like why she should go in, they were saying all these things about how good she is. And I think just because of her stature alone, you don't think about that. She's proven to be smart, good at puzzles, good endurance. Like the girl checks a lot of ticks aside from like large size. But I was starting to think like how Norris would perform in a final. And I'm not saying she'd like be a killer and stand out. But if she made it to a final, I think she would have a chance depending on the girl she's with. I really, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but we just said she was eliminated. If she doesn't get to come back into the game with Nelson at some point in the game, I really hope she's a lock for future seasons. And this will tie into the next thing we can talk about, I feel. Maybe if we just jump around, if not, push me to the side. But, like, she brought storylines. Johnny and Raven. Like, and most recently, the Tori and Jordan thing. Is now a good time to talk about that, or am I skipping before it? We can wait. Yep. Go right into it. So we got more of that today. And I think it showed a side of Narice that MTV viewers haven't typically seen. We've seen Narice in Love Triangles on pretty much every show she's done. She knows how to bring good TV. Her and DeAndre are best friends now because of it. Like, is it played up? I'm not sure. Does she fall for men easily? Perhaps. Maybe she just loves men. I like to see the moments tonight on the episode of she gets how Tori feels the way she does. She'll back off if need be, but she's not going to, like, totally push Jordan out. I like Tori's honesty about, like, how it probably does seem insane. Like, I, I get how this seems strange to you. I don't hate you as a woman. But, like, it is hurtful. And I like that Norris was just like, okay, I get it. Um, I thought it was very real. I think Jordan and Norris are a hot couple. Like, I took a screenshot. Anyone in Norris. As long as Norris's counterpart is, like, relatively attractive, it's a hot couple. Because she is one of the hottest people I've ever seen in my life. She has candid moments on the screen where, like, she's just chilling in the house. And I'm like. So pretty. How? Who, who does this on a daily given basis? It's her. Every confessional, every, like you said, every candid moment where she's just like standing there, like this angel sent from the heavens. I, I cannot believe MTV waited this long to cast her. She's truly like a 10 out of 10 in my, in my book. I think we saw so many brilliant things from her in this episode, but I thought she didn't have to go out of her way to talk to Tori. And I thought appreciated that she did. And like you said, I totally think. Tori was being as honest as she could. I like that she said, like, maybe I am just, like, being bitter and petty and crazy, and maybe I'm doing this out of spite, trying to get rid of her. But I think that Tori had a point, like, do your thing. 
just don't do it in my face. I, you can tell Tori's been doing therapy because she was just like having a session with, with the camera talking about her feelings in regards to Jordan and Reese. Yeah. And what's most sad, honestly, is you can tell Tori still loves Jordan. Oh, it's almost heart-wrenching because she's like, we're not right for each other, not meant for each other. But you know, just for, I'm almost a deep down, but you know, just watching that she's like, I really wish this could work back out. When she talked about the twinkle in his eye when he looks at Maurice, like that hit me like in the heart. Like that was a gut punch. I get it. The line where she's like, yeah, how can you not feel like jealous looking at Maurice? It was just like, I like that, that hit me in a different way. That was just like such a relatable line. It's just like, and it's just true. I mean, in so many ways, but oh God, my heart fell for her. Yeah. Now, do I think that did play into her decision to vote her in? Sure. That's a normal reaction. Uh, but nonetheless, I was glad that it was like handled maturely. And she even said, this is not personal. This is a great girl. I respect her. And I do believe that she respects her. Yeah. And it was a smart move. Narice is a great competitor. And I think she's a really good person on a team because she's like a soldier. She's not going to try and take over. She will do what she needs to do if she feels the team will be successful. But she's not gonna hurt you in any way yeah talking about Norris, uh we talked about nelson early in this episode the episode actually opens with them just talking about the game state and we see nelson a lot of the episode just like really angry about being on his team because he was left out of the first vote uh where he didn't really know what, what things were happening and my i think i mean this is why you people are fans of Nelson because he says like, I can't believe there's a game within a game and this team isn't a team. And I'm like, dude, you've been on the show nine seasons. Of course there's always a game within a game. Yeah. I will detract a little bit of my Tori statement though. She did frustrate me a little bit today when Nelson was vocalizing these concerns in their deliberation, which I think is valid for anybody, even if like they are on the outs, just like her little smirks and laughs at him. It's like, I don't know. I just didn't really love that. Toy's a work in progress, and that's why I think she's growing on me, because I I can see her flaws. You guys see my face when we talk about Nelson, so I would have a hard time saying I wouldn't be doing the exact same thing. Like, I think part of it is he tries to sound so serious, but then he says something about being on the bottom of a podium. That was one of the colloquialisms, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'm like... How? How do you take him seriously? And I get it. Like, a lot of it was just, like, an ego thing because he went from being in a really great position in the game to now knowing that he's not. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to take him seriously when he's trying to sound intelligent. Yeah. And I hate to say it and not to like keep using rider dies, but he doesn't have any of his male rider dies there. Like the closest thing is Fessy at this point, And we know their history. Like he really needs a Hunter or a Corey on a season with him just to kind of get him the right headspace. Otherwise, he's just left to his own thoughts. And that's a scary, scary place to be, I'm sure. Yeah, he needs someone like to keep him under their wing, like just keep mm-hmm. him in check. And I, honestly, I think Narice was that for him in a lot of ways. She at least would like hear him out. So I'm a little concerned for him moving forward. Yeah, there was uh, the scene where they're at the bar and he's just trying to tell Devin like basically about his like how he's feeling. He's like, I hate my team. And Devin's just like sitting, like looking around. He's like, I hate my team. You hate this bar? You hate, you hate this, you hate, this, you hate the music? He's like, I hate my team. Oh, 
that sucks. And it just like that's that's what he's missing. He is missing a friend, like you said. I think Devin was still stewing, thinking about Alicia Keys, honestly. <laughs> right. Um, but to be honest, I would even I forgot that Devin and Nelson have such a past as well. Like, I don't know. I just felt for Nelson in those moments, maybe because I like to think of myself as an empath. And like if I were in that situation, I wouldn't want people laughing at me or like being like, Oh, that's what you said. Oh, okay. And he really is on an island. And I'm not talking survivor. He's just by himself. I can't believe you think you're an empath. Oh, I am. <laughs> you heard it here first. I am. That's adorable. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I think, honestly, Nelson's best bet in that scenario would have been talking to Nani. Nani's the best listener on that cast. And Nani this season, correct me if I'm wrong, but she said that she viewed Nelson as a brother earlier in one of these episodes. I'm like, utilize that. The girl has some serious pool, but he might not have knowledge that she feels that way. And she, just because she loves him doesn't mean she's going to put him above all those other people. Not, But she's a good yeah. friend when you're feeling sad. She would at least talk him down and maybe That's like ease the pain of you're on the bottom of the podium. Of the podium. Yeah. At this point, to, oh, go for it. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was trying to think if there are any more like outlandish trivia answers that we got. Like the one that stands out most to me is Anissa's last name because I'm not sure that I could spell it. Like when I want to look up her stats, I just put Anissa the challenge. With other ones, I usually type out their last name. I, I could spell Anissa's last name and I was super proud of myself. I don't know Fessy's birthday, although I was like, he's probably like a Scorpio or something because that man's toxic. Um, <laughs> and. I was appalled that Nani didn't know Elsa and Anna, TJ, not Anna, Anna. Right. Thank you. Um, I was also feeling personally harassed by the producers that they gave Nelson a question based on Vermont. I really think they're targeting me. I think that's it. <laughs> that's, that must be it. There's only like 12 of us in this entire state. And how did they give my Vermont question to Nelson. That's what I wanted. I don't know. And two out of the 12 are Ben and Jerry. Yeah. I just can't believe it sometimes. Uh, I got to say, Anissa, the last name, I knew how to spell it, but it's one of those ones where I've typed out so many times and I just look at it even after I spell it and I'm like, that's right, but it just doesn't even look right. There's just something about it where you're like, you just never trust yourself. Uh, I thought the Bonnie and Clyde miss was a pretty egregious too. There were, there were some bad ones. And I got to say, like, one of the things that sucked is that I think, like, at least 40% of the correct answers were, like, spell a word or do math. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, I just don't like those involved with this type of trivia. Um, but Mariah can spell, which is impressive. That was impressive. Mariah cannot. She ended the word allegiance with CCT. <laughs> oh, gosh. So... At the beginning of this episode, they kind of showed all the showmances, you know, Jordan and Maurice, Amber and Chauncey, Nani and Casey, Bananas and Mariah, and Nelson and Olivia. And they did Olivia really dirty in, like, the little panning on her in that, like, you know, she they had exposed. to – Yeah, they showed some censoring and she pulled up her, her top. Um, and I'm just like, why did you show that? Why couldn't you have shown literally any other scene of her? 
Yeah, I, like we've said the past few weeks, Olivia's truly grown on us, but it's like her one glaring flaw this whole season is that like she's confiding in Nelson. And hey, more power to her. I'm not really sure like who else she would have gone for, but uh, help her. I'm not going to hold that against her. Right. No, I, my faves have terrible taste in men. All I'm asking is that they, when they pan in on her in the montage, have her top already pulled up just out of respect to her. That's all I'm asking. You know why they did it. They I, I, I know why they, they hate did. women. <laughs> they hate women, but they love their tits. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great fake boobs on this cast. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> cosine. Uh, <laughs> there are some interesting scenes. Uh, we see Amber and Mariah talking, and I'm just like, oh, these are two people who are sitting next to each other. Uh, Pause. Luke, go for it. I was just going to say, I got nothing from that conversation. I mean, I did, but what I got from it most, how exquisite that they were in this purple room with purple lights, and both of them were wearing purple. Like, as I was watching, I paused and I was like, this looks cinematic almost. Like, they're like trying to do like some type of like tonal shot to like enforce the mood that we should be understanding, but it's not. It's just reality TV and not much was happening, uh, but it was a pretty shot. They're pretty people too. They are. Sorry. I just tried to change my bedroom light to purple right now and it's just, mm. yeah. No, they didn't want you in their tonal mood, I guess. No. Um, yeah, no, but like, you're not wearing a purple shirt, Alan. So, thank you. Um, I honestly think like we got those scenes of the people going back and forth and talking and usually that seems pretty scattered to me, but all of it seemed to make sense. Like Mariah made that deal with Nani. Nani said, I'm, I would save Amber above Mariah, but like, why would I say no? It made sense. But even so it made sense for Mariah to cover all bases. It made sense for Narice just to talk to Amber and Mariah and her friends. They would never. I don't think she would go to Nani and say, hey, save me over Amber because she knows how that would go. I thought it was kind of like a smart moment for all those girls. I was on the edge of my seat because I was like, depending on how this elimination gets set up, it's either. I think Mariah would have just marked all of them, truly. And all the other ones, I was ready for a dogfight. If Mariah, if Mariah had been the house vote, um, there's a good chance Nani would have gone against her had she not pulled the safe dagger, I feel. Um, and I do think that her and Amber are close, but I think Amber in this instance, I don't know. Amber's so fickle, and that's okay. I don't know. It was interesting how it shook out, though. Is Amber fickle, or do people just use her to their benefit? I had to think about that during the episode too, because during the deliberation, she was like very upfront and then left and was like, all right, thank you guys. Love you. And I'm like, that's kind of annoying. But then I'm like, I think that's just her being genuine and like being able to separate a game from like negative feelings. I've never, well, I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to say, I've never been an Amber B hater, hated her on double agents, provided nothing. But the rest of the seasons I've been like a firm, like supporter for just because what she did was badass. And she is really good at this game. Like, I'm I'm sorry, even if it's not the social parts, like, she's a physical threat. I I don't know if, like, she deserves the rap that she gets from everybody. Right. I think that a lot of people are threatened by her, and I think that, I do think she's genuinely bad. I think sometimes she's not looking as far ahead in the game as people think she is. 
Um, I've always liked her. I'm going to say that now. And that's because I like pretty people because I'm shallow. I just, and not to get on a tangent, I'm not going to. Just the world would have been a better place had Cam and Corey won Spies, Lies, and Out, or Double Agents. Like, the world would have shifted. Like, COVID would have been cured. World hunger would have been solved. Like, a million dollars have been transferred to all of our bank accounts. Peace would have been restored to the world. However, I'm happy for her. And she's proven why she won that season, in that final and every, every single season since. I second everything you said and think the same could be said for if Nani and Leroy won. Leroy, absolutely. Um, she I, was a killer cardio fiend in that final. I got to be real. It's really difficult for me to like rank Amber all time. And I can't believe I'm going to say I, I can't really say this. I think she's kind of like the female Nelson who just happened to win. If Nelson had won Invasion um because it's like oh amber won it's like well nelson was like two minutes away from winning a championship too like that that could have very easily happened and like because here's the thing amber has only ever won one daily challenge in her entire career and that was when Darrell did the trivia on double agents she's never won a daily her political game is all over the place she has a really good elimination record she can run a lot but there's just a lot of stuff in the game she just can't she's not good at i think it's just tough yeah i don't think i could coast on that until i saw her in another final um, I don't think she ranks like high all time. I agree. I think she kind of the the stars aligned for her to win, um, mm-hmm. in a very perfect way. But I think there's some people who would crush a final that are not going to be good in a lot of dailies. Like she's not super athletic. A lot of her eliminations, she's been against super weak competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, but. She stays around and yeah. the best ability sometimes is availability and she's here and yeah. she's got a win under her belt, which is something two of my faves can't say at least. It's just, it's tough. It's like five, it's a five and one elimination record and a championship on paper. That's like one of the best resumes you could have. Like this does not get much better than that yet. I just can't help feeling there's so many parts of the game she's not good at. And it's just like, I was like, do I think this person is better than her? Like there's like, let's just say like throughout like a random better where like, I don't think like the difference between her and Nani is like that big, but it's just, I don't know. It's like the it's stats cardio. say otherwise. It's cardio. Cardio is big, but it's like, Nani yeah. can, I, I trust Nani by herself in a puzzle more. I trust Nani more to swim by herself. There's like a lot of things where like Amber just isn't capable of like not capable or just, doesn't have the most strength and that we know socially it's a big difference politically it's a big difference i don't know it's just it's hard to rank amber if she well, can avoid, if she can avoid all the landmines and make her way to a final she's in a great position but there's way more landmines for her than many other people yeah um and i think she doesn't have enough seasons under her belt to even like you're right it'd be impossible to rank her right now because who knows i think one issue that the poor girl has is that she was boring on her first season. She did not get a winner's edit at all. And I blame production for that because they totally could have done that for her. She got lucky on spies, laws and allies that that girl said racist comments and she was brought into the game, but she also knew I've got to prove myself in ways that are not athletic. I've got to prove that I'm good TV. And I think that's a hard balance she finds now. I think she's genuine, but I do think she does insert herself into more now. And with, with the idea that like, Hey, I've got to be on the screen or else I'm not going to get this call back. I don't want to find a nine to five. Like, would you rather show up and not win or not get called? 
I'd rather show up and not win. You still get paid for that. I don't know. But you're right. It, it'd be impossible to rank her. Let's talk about but a poor... Oh, no, go for it. I was going to say, but if I had to, it'd be two. <laughs> In terms of Big Brother players, probably, yeah. 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 Let's talk about... Um, their pole wrestle, which was a different version of pole wrestle. Zoe, do you want to explain it? Sure. It's pole wrestle, but instead of a pole, it's a ball with handles on it. That's about it. It's pole wrestle yeah. with a ball with handles. And I will say, I was excited to watch this because for any of you who have found a way to watch the Australian episodes when they did this elimination, it was intense. Like, actually insane intense. This didn't live up quite to that, but it was still a good elimination. Yeah, I think in my heart, I always like think of Hall Brawl as my favorite, but then I see a pole wrestle and I'm like, this shit is wild. And it was a perfect matchup. Perfect. Like you could not get two more evenly matched competitors. I really thought Narice was going to pull it out because I do think that she's significantly stronger than Amber. Um, But I don't know if it was just more of and like a physical IQ in that Amber had or she would just had more experience and was playing the long game experience in what way <laughs> that like when they when all the jokes were going on about Amber's flexibility right because Norris got her into some funky positions I was like this is where next season Norris won't lose if she gets someone into this position again because she got her into these weird positions and then instead of like then maneuvering her body to create more space between amber and the whatever that thing was called she just kept pulling and amber contorted again and somehow ended up in a dominant position but this is one of the better pole wrestles we've seen in a long time i enjoyed it and even tj said that uh and perhaps he has to just like we had hit the montage montage of his laugh that's neither here nor there uh, but it was really good for me. And although Norris lost, like the moment she lost, like the genuine tears in her eyes, that made me be like, she's got to be on the next season. Th- like this, like sure, the girl has crazy social media engagement. Like she probably does some of this for social media, as does everybody now who comes on reality TV. But like the girl cared. She was really in this. So real. I loved it. I feel like we haven't seen that since like OG seasons of the challenge where people just really are in the moment, in the competition and just want to fucking win. And I loved that. I was uh, same thing when I saw that was all the way in. Not that I haven't been already, but. It was someone who was like the show had been being on the show had been their dream and she was living it and had been taken away and she was real. It was awesome. The pole wrestle was great. Um, and I like I like it when they alter the form of the pole in different ways. It's like the way the, they have the handles allow people to get into different positions. It's a completely different game where you really got to maneuver the body more. And Jordan Jordan explained it really well. Where it's like this is just a leg workout. It's an upper body workout. It's everything in this. And that's that's why I like it when it's a good little twist on a classic game. Fun. Uh, good. Elim- it was great elimination. Great elimination. Trivia is fun. There we go. I- I think, too, part of the reason the pain was so real is she knows she could have won it. Like, it wasn't like mm-hmm. one of those matchups where if she'd been against Olivia or Mariah or Tori, I think she would have gotten wrecked um, just based on sheer physicality. But 
she had a chance against Amber and she's going to watch that back and learn from it. I, I can't say enough good things. I just was so excited that we finally got something that was worth watching. <laughs> I agree. And I think part of it too, I mean, she probably didn't have this foresight in the moment, but it, it, she likely had it right after had she won that. I know people had viewed her as a threat and things like that. The next day leaves a men's day. That would have made Chauncey an obvious target for the other team because Amber's not there to say, hey, don't do that. Would have kept Nelson safe. The next week could have went in her favor. Like You just never know. Now how the cards are looking, and we talked about Nelson not being in on anything with this team. If that team loses, Nelson's the obvious person to throw in. He has no one on the other side to say, oh, let's not throw in Nelson. Let's not do that. So like, I'm surprised Devin hasn't tried to work the, hey, why don't you throw a challenge angle? with some people on the other team yet. Yeah. I think we will see it next week because, I mean, if not, we're getting some variation of Horacio versus Jordan, Horacio versus Devin, or Jordan versus Devin, which, like, as much as I don't like the way this format has played out, getting any of those individual eliminations would be a dream because those are three very strong competitors. Like, if he could get... um bananas and chauncey in on and like tori and anisa and on getting fessy and nelson against each other compelling tv and he's smart enough to do that um but does he want to look that shady is i guess the real question i don't know if he cares because there i mean i know there's still a lot of people but the game's dwindling down it's so interesting because they have to be wondering at this point, like what the final is going to look like and what it's going to be because without, are they going to end up running the final as a team? Probably not. And then they're wondering, are we just going to like just roll the dice and everyone's going to get to pick a partner for the final? Are you running individually? Like what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they just think it's individual. I don't know. I'm really turned off to like the, partners and finals being random but that's probably from the challenge usa but i don't know that is a interesting thought maybe they do think it's a team season they need another team season to rewrite the wrongs of their last one <laughs> i do have to say if the as a, if it's running as a team final there are a couple things i'm sort of of from that final we saw last season and that was ct was very good <laughs> all the women did amazing Devin was bad and Nelson was catastrophically bad. Like, he was pushing the tires into the ditches. He couldn't swim without a life vest. He, he, he just couldn't do math. He couldn't spell his name. It was, it was a, He was a mess. He was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. And he kept trying to make up for it and then just kept putting his team in worse position. So I was like, I don't want, that. I don't want Nelson on my team in a final. Well, that's, that's the other part, too. So, like, if you think you're running it as a team, you're like, protect Nelson and Anissa on that team at all costs. Yeah. Because the other team's in good shape if they run as a team. Like, Devin might not do great, but he's going to beat Anissa. Yeah. yeah he's, pro he's probably improved. He didn't do well the last one, but I think he's probably improved. Um, our female cast, man, is, is in such a good state, too. Um, because everyone is just so damn good. I mean, you look down the line, and Anissa's the worst girl, but, like, Anissa still has some skills. And then after her, it's just such a stacked cast. I saw on Instagram the other day, someone, like, made a a post it was like unpopular opinion uh nani and nisa will never win the show yada 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 which who's to say like each season's so different like you never know and nani's come close before so like i just think that's such a lame thing however 
Veronica commented and correct me. Well, you can't, she didn't see it, but I think Veronica commented, like, even if Anissa is not going to win, you need people on the show that are threats and elimination. Cause it's a layer of the game. And like, I don't hate that idea because Anissa probably, and I'm, I'm wrong about this. Anissa should come into these games knowing she's not going to win, but she does have some really serious strengths. Uh, and that could be used to the advantage of who she wants to win, who she wants to help out. And she's also probably getting a pretty hefty check. So I don't know. I'm often critical of Anissa, but like, I don't, I get her role on the show. My biggest criticism of Anissa is the fact that she doesn't know she's not going to win. And <laughs> I'm stuck. You said that someone posted that like was an unpopular opinion. Like that's a pretty popular opinion. Yeah. Um, I think among diehard ca- challenge fans and casuals, nobody thinks that Anissa or Nani are going to win. And I say that as the biggest Nani fan in the world, like, the, she has to have talk about having the stars align. The stars have to align for Nani, unless she becomes a cardio beast overnight. That's we've seen her stumble in that way. She was at her best on free agents. She still lost. Granted, she lost to Laurel, but like, I I agree with that point. I think that I like people who are there to serve a purpose. I think Nelson kind of does that too. Um, Nelson is like this elimination physical beast who's also dumb as shit, but <laughs> like there are roles to fill. I don't like the idea of Anissa going into a physical elimination against girls that are like a third of her size. I just think it's kind of bullshit, honestly. Um, but she will be, I mean, she beat Tori in that endurance elimination pretty much, which was ridiculous tori should still be losing sleep over that yeah not to get too wwe but like in it like no like in wrestling there are certain people who they are veterans who have a little bit of clout on their name and their role at a certain point in their career is to be the first major opponent of someone who's coming up the ranks and you beat that person to then get some clout on your name that is anisa's role i mean when kayla beat her when Kara beat her yeah, exactly. Once you beat Anissa, you've proven that you are a good competitor um, because that's like she's competent to a certain level. Um, is she ever going to win? No, but she holds a certain role in this game. And personally, I, I would like a season off from her or two or three, <laughs> but she it's not like she's a complete layup. That's all we can ever ask for at this point. And sorry if you think this is negative, but if you do like reevaluate this show that you're watching... Anything more than four seasons in a row, I think, is too much. And that's coming from someone whose favorite did eight seasons in a row. It was oversaturation. Like, getting a break makes you that much more excited for the next season that they're on. That's why when Nani and Wes returned on World of Worlds 1, it was like, whoa, this is really cool. If you look back at it, it was just a couple years they took off. But, like, it made the return so much better. It worked out well for Nani because she's been on every single season since then and she's the face. But, like, had she kept doing season after season after season, People would have gotten burnt out and, and not just her, but a lot of people like her are starting to burn out. That's why we got to put them in every so often. Yeah. Take sprinkle out, sprinkle them in. Even Amanda Garcia's return after a few seasons off was just like, yes, this is mm-hmm. what we need. <laughs> like, and I think, yeah, I think the vacation crew can take a break. Um, I think you have enough star power and people like Olivia, like Norris. I think if someone, I think if you're a returning champ, by all means, bring the returning champ back and let them try and defend their title. Cause I think it adds a cool layer to the game of being like, 
you're an idiot if you let this person waltz their way all the way to the final. Um, but let's get a little creative in the casting. Maybe start air, start um, doing new seasons of the real world so we have new talent to pluck from. Yeah, it's true. Any last things we need to talk about before we end the episode? My last comment is justice for Jenny West. She's out there somewhere eating a lot of tuna. I want to give a shout out to Narice. I miss her already. Um, I think that she is a glowing star and I hope that she is on many seasons to come. She's the most beautiful person in the universe. I don't really care about her relationship with Jordan, but I'm glad it happened because it was interesting TV. I would, I would kill if like she got eliminated and like nurse, we're keeping you in the house just to have the show master Jordan. Only that alone. <laughs> She'd do it too. <laughs> yeah. She's a company man. She would do what has to be done. <laughs> Ooh, that's our episode. Uh, make sure to hit like on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, Spotify, iTunes, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Also, have a happy holidays, everyone. Uh, it's that time of year. Uh, follow Zoe on Twitter at Zoe Trimbo, at Luke at Final Reckoning, me at the Ellen McGeary. Just have a great day. Have a great weekend. Have a good time, everyone. Bye now. <laughs>